0: But Jesus is worthy for us. And that's why we remember Jesus. Hey, everybody, I'm Lauren Hicks. Thank you for joining me for episode four of the Five Minute Discipleship Podcast such a blessing to have you with me today. Hey, if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to take time to subscribe to this podcast and also rate and leave a review. This really helps us get the word out to more people about this podcast. Thank you so much. Today, I want to talk about remembering Jesus. you today about how important it is for you and I to remember Jesus. Now that might seem strange to you. You think, hey, Lauren, are we forgetting Jesus? It's not an intentional forgetting Jesus. I think that it's just easy for us to get distracted. You see, we have responsibilities, we have cares, we have pressures, there's so much going on in our world right now that we can go through an entire day without really having any thoughts about Jesus if we're not very careful. At our church, and probably like your church, we often have communion. It's the gathering of followers of Jesus. It's a beautiful picture where we come together in unity with love for God and love for one another, and we share the bread, the cup together, which, of course, are symbols to help us remember the broken body of Jesus, the shed blood, Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf, and I love communion. And I, I think that it's Jesus' knowledge, is foreknowledge that we are forgetful people, And by having communion together, it keeps our hearts on him, it keeps our minds on the cross. But we do get forgetful sometimes. I remember reading a story once um, about the Vietnam War. My dad actually uh, fought in the Vietnam War. In fact, I was born while my dad was in Vietnam. My parents had gotten married uh, just shortly before my dad was drafted into the army. And But during the Vietnam War, there was a a young new officer. He was a West Point graduate who was sent over to lead a group of new recruits into battle. And his mission was before him. He was a great officer. And yet his concern, like any good officer, was for his men, to protect his men, to succeed in his mission, and yet to protect them from ambush and even death. But one night during a fierce battle, some of the men were wounded. And this officer bravely got all of his men to safety except one. And from the trenches, they could hear the soldier that had been left behind that was severely wounded. They could hear him crying out in pain. And there was discussion among the men as to how they could go and how could they put together a rescue mission. And yet, under the circumstances, they all knew that it would mean certain death for anyone who tried to rescue the man. But eventually, the young lieutenant bravely crawls out of the hiding, crawls over to the dying man, and he gets him to safety, but not before he himself was killed. After the rescued man returned to the United States, this young officer, the lieutenant's parents had heard that the man that their son died saving was in their area. And they wanted to get to know this young man whose life was spared at such a great cost to them. So they sent out an invitation, invited him to dinner. But strangely, when their honored guest arrived at their home, he was already drunk. He was rowdy that night. He was obnoxious. He told off-color jokes. And sadly, he showed no gratitude for the sacrifice of their son, the man who saved, who died to save him. The grieving parents did the best they could to make it through the night. When the guests finally left and the dad closed the door, they both collapsed on the couch on the sofa in tears. And the mother cried out to think that our precious son had to die for someone like that. You see, they wanted to have a meal, a ceremony in remembrance of their son. That's what, that's what we do at communion. Jesus died for us in our ungodliness, in our sin, in our iniquity. The Bible says Jesus dies in our place. In fact, Paul says in Romans chapter five, verse six, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. It felt to this family that this man was not worthy of the death of their son. And it seems that way for us, that we are not worthy of Jesus' death for us, but Jesus is worthy for us. And that's why we remember Jesus. I remember the scripture in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17. This is towards the end of the gospel, of course, and it's a passage of scripture where Jesus has what we call the last supper with his disciples, and, and he calls the disciples together, and he says, uh, we're going to have the Passover, and he tells them to go talk to a certain man, to a certain place. And and they prepare the Passover meal. And the Bible says in Matthew 17, verse 20, that when the evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the 12. And while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the covenant, the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink for the fruit of this vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And verse 30 says, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Of course, that's the place where Jesus was betrayed and taken into uh, custody. When I was a child, um, I remember right at the center of the platform of our church, right in front of the pulpit, the wooden traditional pulpit, there was a table. It was a communion table. Maybe you had one at your church. And inscribed on the front of the table, carved into the wood, was this phrase, this do in remembrance of me. Of course, that phrase comes straight from the Apostle Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul's teaching the Corinthian church about the importance of communion and coming to the Lord's table. We do this in remembrance of Jesus. You know, I remember hearing a sermon years ago Uh, And it was a three-point sermon, and maybe that's why it was easy for me to remember. But the the idea of the sermon was that communion does three things. It helps us do three things. First, it's a look back. It's a look back at Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. We've got to keep that near and dear to our hearts that we don't forget Jesus. And in this way, we remember him. Second, communion is a looking forward. It's a rejoicing of what God still has yet ahead of us. As we take the bread and the juice, not only do we look back, but we look forward in anticipation to what God still has in store for us. And finally, communion is a look within. And it's a moment of soul searching where we, we offer God repentance of any sins that maybe we have committed. And I always thought that was a beautiful picture. And I remember this sometimes when we're at church and we have communion together that it is a look back, it's a look forward and it is a look within. Maybe this week you can have communion with your family, or you can have communion with a group of friends, or maybe if you're in a small group, you can encourage everyone to share in communion together, because friends, in these times, with all that's happening, with all this going on around us, in this time of such great distraction, it's so important to our faith as followers of Jesus that we remember him for joining me for episode four of the five minute discipleship podcast i hope that today our time together has encouraged you and inspired you as we've talked about remembering jesus before we go let me remind you of the resources that are available on my website five-minute-discipleship.com. click on the resource tab i have a list of resources on the topic of discipleship that i think will be an encouragement to you as you grow deeper in your faith as a follower of christ god bless you